Glory to God. Well, we are still um, uh, studying about the prison epistles of the Apostle Paul, the letters that he wrote while he was uh, locked up in jail. Hallelujah. And uh, we're, going, we're, we're beginning to finish the end of it tonight. We're going to be studying uh, the letter of, of Colossians. Um, it's the final letter. Uh, that Paul wrote while he was in prison, uh, and we're going, we, we got some lessons that we're going to uh, be covering uh, out of that epistle, and then when we get through with that, we're going to be starting a brand new study about concepts of spiritual uh, growth, hallelujah, amen, and uh, about uh, the need for God's people to grow up into maturity, hallelujah, right. and um, I think that you're going to enjoy that that lesson that's, uh, that we'll be starting, and um, uh, we definitely need to get closer to God, can somebody say amen, amen. hallelujah, we definitely need uh, to quit using for a crutch, well, uh, I'm, I'm just flesh, well, that's really a misstatement. That's not right. If you're a Holy Ghost filled, you're not just flesh. Hallelujah. You got, the, you got the Holy Ghost inside of you. Hallelujah. You got the ability. You don't have no excuse. I don't have no excuse. Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't give us the Holy Ghost just so we could jump up and down and shout and speak in tongues. Hallelujah. That's, that's, that's just a... Uh, uh, one demonstration of it, hallelujah, but there, he said, you shall receive power, hallelujah, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, amen, uh, if we got power, amen, then we shouldn't be walking around like a bunch of whipped pups all the time, amen, we should, we should demonstrate, well, uh, let's go ahead and get started into our lesson tonight. Uh, the letter that Apostle Paul wrote to the church at uh, Colossae. Uh, and um, you've got your hand out there. It's on the front and the back. And uh, let's just read a little introduction uh, of the lesson that we've got written here. It says, The letter to the Colossians follows the traditional form of Paul's letter. But the content of this letter is remarkable. Uh, the book of Colossians is a powerful book. And in Colossians, the Apostle Paul deals with a whole lot about Christ and who he is. Paul's purpose is to weave a tightly knit argument regarding the supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In doing so, we are given some of the most beautiful expressions about Christ that exists in written scripture. It is in Colossians that we are told that Christ is above all creation. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we find that in the book of Colossians. Paul writes that. that Christ is above all creation. Hallelujah. Whether material or spiritual, 
It is in Colossians that we are told that all things were created by Him and for Him. Hallelujah. It is in Colossians that we are told that in Christ all things are held together. Hallelujah. Everything is held together in the Lord. He's the glue that holds it all together. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it is in Colossians that the Gentiles, who's the Gentiles? That's us. Hallelujah. That's us. The Gentiles are told that their only hope of glory is Christ in you. And we were just reverse that to, to quote the scripture. He said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So if you got Christ abiding in you, you got the hope of glory in you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now there will always be teachers and preachers who are willing to show people the way to happiness. Amen. You know, not going to call no names, but they're all, there's, a, there's a bunch of them always ready to try to teach you the way to happiness and live your best life now. Hallelujah. Well, I'm figuring my best life is going to be when I cross on the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says if only in this life you got hope of Christ, he, Paul said, I'd be of all men, what? Most miserable. Hallelujah. Amen. So you got a lot of people always trying to show you the way to happiness. There will always be philosophers who believe that they have found the latest answer to the universe, search, uh, universal search for truth. Against all these teachers and philosophers, Paul would offer the simple truth of the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. The mighty God took on flesh. Hallelujah. The mighty God took on flesh. He lived an exemplary exemplary life under the law. He was crucified uh, as an atoning sacrifice for all sin. He rose from the dead and placed in a position of power and authority. Now Christ wittily comes and lives within each person who believes in this gospel message. He wittily forgives all sin. Anybody believe that? Hallelujah. He willingly forgives all sin. He accepts and empowers anyone. Look at your neighbor and say anyone. Anyone who will turn to him by faith. Hallelujah. Now, that right there alone gets me excited. That right there is like the appetizer just gets the taste buds going, getting ready for, for, for a good meal. Hallelujah. Amen. Knowing and realizing, amen, who Christ is, the supremacy of him, amen. And it don't matter what the world is saying and what the world is doing, there's still no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that everything you do in word or deed, do it all. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no greater name, church. No greater name. 
My Lord, hallelujah. If this don't excite you, hallelujah, then your excite button's broke. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We need, uh, if your excite button gets broke, you need to get it replaced. Put a new spring in it. Hallelujah. I've seen some apostolic people need to put another, put some spring in their step. Hallelujah. All right, let's get down here to the lesson. I've, I've called tonight's lesson the four imparted blessings of Christ. That's what we've uh, entitled our lesson tonight uh, as we begin in, in the first chapter of Colossians. And I understand and realize that we can sit here all night long and we can talk about blessing upon blessing uh, that's been given to us through the Lord. Amen. The scriptures are full of them. But in this text that we're going to read tonight, the Apostle Paul starts out with his letter by telling the church of Colossae that there are four imparted blessings that's been imparted to you through Jesus. And we're going to read Colossians 1 and verse 1 down through verse 14. And we're using the New King uh, James uh, uh, Version here. But let's read and see what it says. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, who are in Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word uh, of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it is also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth as you also learn uh, uh, from Ephratus, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now that right there um, is touching on what we will be teaching on about spiritual growth. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, a little bit later on. Uh, verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Again, right there, that, that is tied to maturing in Christ, growing in Christ. Strengthen with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Now, beginning at verse 12, we're going to we're going to come across these four things that Christ has imparted to us. Giving thanks to the Father, number one, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. 
Hallelujah. Man, that's, man, that's fabulous right there. That's fabulous. Something has been imparted to you. God has qualified you. Hallelujah. Amen. He's qualified you, made, made you acceptable to be a partaker of the inheritance. My, my, my. Then, verse 13, we find another one. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I, I hate to break, burst your bubble, but I don't think we'd have anybody, uh, a body here uh, that, that would hold this train of thought. Uh, but uh, after you become a child of God and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the only way that you sin it's because you choose to, because darkness has no more power over you once you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So if I sidestep a little bit over here and begin to walk in darkness, it's because I do it on my own. This, this thing, uh, this, was, this come out um, back, in the, back in the 70s. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't hear it a whole lot of... You heard it a lot back in the 70s. Well, the devil made me do it. If you're a child of God, the devil ain't made you do nothing. If you do it because you chose to do it, you can't blame the devil. Hallelujah. Because you have been delivered from the power. And that word power, you trace it out in Hebrew, you find it means control. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Matter of fact, I'll read that and I'll paraphrase that because that's really actually what it means in the, in the original. He has delivered us from the control of darkness. Hallelujah. It's impossible for the Holy Ghost and darkness both to have control of you. It's either one or the other. It's either one or the other. Then conveyed us unto the kingdom of of the Son of His love. <laughs> That's the third one. And then verse 14, we find the fourth one. In whom we have redemption through His blood. My, 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 my. Glory to God. If you thank God for those four things that He's imparted to your life, we need to give Him a hand clap tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Now let, let's talk briefly uh, and I will keep a mind on, on the time, trying as always to, to close in time to give you uh, an opportunity for any feedback. But I want to break down these four and use some other scripture to do so. The first thing he's imparted unto us is that he qualified us to partake of the inheritance. Uh, if God has called you, you don't have to worry and, and be in fear about anything because whoever he calls, he qualifies. Amen? Hallelujah. If he called you to do something, he's going to give you the means to do it. Hallelujah. But this is talking about a specific thing right here. This is not just any qualification. This is something specific. 
He qualified us to partake of the inheritance. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. There's an inheritance waiting, not for everybody, but God's got an inheritance waiting for those that, that has obeyed Him. Amen? And only those that's been qualified is going to take part in that inheritance. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, the King James Version, it says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. <laughs> Glory to God. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. My, 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 that's powerful. That is powerful. Okay, here's how God qualified you and gave you a right to have an inheritance in Him. We should all be able to pick up on this. This is why there should be no argument with, uh, with anybody on the necessity of everybody being filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I, I really feel like that we need as a church to stress that more. Hallelujah. We need to stress that more. That repentance and water baptism, that's not the completion. That's not the full new birth. Hallelujah. We've seen a lot of people repent or go through the motions of repentance. Lord God, look how many people we baptized. Hallelujah. But you know what? They never did finish the process of qualification. If they did, they'd still be around. Hallelujah. When there's, going to, when there's going to be a race, they go through what they call qualifying. And the qualifying lets them know which vehicles is going to get the pole position. Hallelujah. NASCAR take the sl slowest car on the track and put them out front. <laughs> it's going to get run over. Hallelujah. Amen. We are trying to get qualified. Just repent, and I stop at that. I've not completed my qualification. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. That's right. If I repent and I get baptized, even in the name of Jesus Christ, but I stop there, and I don't seek God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and I'm not filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, not stammering lips, but actually till the full tongue comes. A lot of people stop at that. I've seen too much of that. And people standing around praying, for, and they see somebody have stammering lips, and they pat them on the back and say, praise God, you got it. First of all, you've already messed up. You don't ever tell nobody they got it. 
they're going to have Hallelujah. Because we got a lot of people that never did get it. Hallelujah. So if I repent and I get baptized even in but I don't get filled with the Holy Ghost, I haven't completed my qualification. So what kind of inheritance am I going to have? Hallelujah. Let's, let's finish this up here. He said, which is the earnest of our inheritance? See, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is your down payment of heaven. It's your down payment of your inheritance. Lord of God. When God fills you with the, hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Guarantee. It's our guarantee. But uh, when, you get, when you get the Holy Ghost, Brother Paul, the Lord says, well, you, you've turned from that old life that you used to live. You've been baptized in my name. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And actually what he's saying when he says he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost, he says, I got a great inheritance up here for you. That my word says, I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man the things that I've got prepared. I've, I've got a city that's part of your inheritance that the streets are, are not paid with asphalt, they're paid with gold. But God says, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. In other words, he said, here, here's a little pocket change for you. Tie you over till you get Oh, hallelujah! Glory to God. I know some of you just sat now. You're not feeling what I'm feeling tonight. Glory to God. But I'm getting a hold of something. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When you see somebody get the Holy Ghost, God's just giving them a few hundred dollar bills. So this you over till you get there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't worry about it. If that runs out, come and see me. I'll give you a little more. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're my child now. I'm going to take care of you till you get home. Hallelujah. My Lord, that's good preaching. That ain't teaching. That's good preaching. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. It's your guarantee, as my wife told me here a few minutes ago. It's your guarantee. God's guaranteed something for you. You guaranteed that inheritance. Why? Why have you been guaranteed that inheritance? Because you went through the qualifying process. Mm, that's good. That's good. Hallelujah. Until the redemption of the purchased possession. Glory to God. That's going to tie you over till you take full possession. Streets of gold. The gates of the city made of pure pearl. Mm, hallelujah. Glory. Amen. But that, it don't stop there. He's given you something else. He's imparted something else. He delivered us from the power of darkness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every one of us used to be slaves of the devil. 
The devil used to be your master. Have you, have you ever sung, seen anybody trapped in sin with some kind of sinful habit? I guarantee you it don't make no difference if it's alcohol, if it's drugs, or whatever, whatever it is. Ten of them always make this statement. Hey, I can quit any time I want to. They know they're lying. They know they're lying. If they could, they would. But they can't on their own. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Some old wine over, wine over coming home to the wife. Oh, I'm so sorry. If you just forgive me one more time, I won't do it again. He's lying. He's lying. Glory to God. He might not do it the next payday, but by the time payday comes, he's going to be doing it again. Why? Because the power of darkness has got control of him. He can't help it. Glory to God. When you get qualified, you can lay us all that stuff down. Because he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Not just darkness, but the power of it. The control of darkness. Ephesians 5 and 8. For you were once darkness, but now ye are light in the world. Uh, light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Yes. Hallelujah. You're a child of light. It's time to start walking like it. Yes. Hallelujah. You can't use an excuse that the devil's got control over you any longer. Because if he's got control of you, I'm sorry, you're not saved. You're not a true child of God if the devil's got control of you. Jesus says no man can serve two masters. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Either the devil's our master or God's our master. We can't be. Uh, I know somebody, some, some people think they straddle fence, but ain't no such thing as a fence straddler. Hallelujah. They're all the way on one side. They just don't know it because they've been blinded by the darkness. Hallelujah. Number three, I'm going to move on. This is another, another one. He transported us unto the kingdom of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. I've been transformed. Transported into the kingdom of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I got I got so much stuff I'd love to be saying right now. But let me let me let me read this scripture. Ephesians chapter two, verses one through six. And you now I want you to read that again, but I everybody read together, but I want you to scratch out that you and I want you to make it personal. I want you to say me and me. That might not be proper English, but you get the point. Hallelujah. My English teacher never did like me very well in school anyway. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's some West Virginia. Hallelujah. Uh, as when we used to travel, 
uh, uh, different places, Sister Darling and I, it amazes me how different people talk in different parts of the country. You know, UNs, I've heard of UNs, you know. And, uh, all right, and, and me, hath he quickened, or that word quickened means made alive. It means made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Let's go ahead and read it all. Wherein in time past... Ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Go ahead. Among whom also we all had our conversation. And reading that from the New King James, you would replace that word conversation with behavior. Had our behavior in times past and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the and were by nature the children of Verse 4. Everybody say, but God. <laughs> Woo! Who is rich in mercy and great love, wherewith he loved us. Yeah. Take that word out and put me. He loved me. Make that. He loved me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He loved me. Glory to God. He loved me. I think I think it would be go to go uh, a session every day of like musicians when they practice long before they could ever play a song over and over and over again they'll drive you up a wall under scales well i think it'd be good for every one of us to go through over and over every day he loved me. he loved me hallelujah he loved me glory to god Verse 5, made us, has quickened us, made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Verse 6, raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we gather together, with as many as two or three in the name of the Lord, we we have left the thing of this world and we are sitting in heavenly places. It could be in your home with two or three other believers. When you come together in the name of the Lord, you are transported from the natural surroundings and you are sitting in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Man, I, I could preach a message just on that. Glory to God. The fourth one that he's imparted to us, he's redeemed us by his blood. Hallelujah. That's why you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. You do not have the say-so 
over where you go, what you do, what kind of clothes you wear. You don't have to say so over nothing because you don't own yourself. Glory to God. You try to step out and do something on your own without the approval of God, He's going he's to come searching for you. Because you are not your own. You ain't the boss of yourself no more. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He redeemed us. He purchased us. What was the price? What was the purchase price? His blood. Now, there's all kind of scriptures, and you who read the Bible know that the New Testament is filled with scripture that talks about how that we've been purchased with the blood of Christ. But I like, I like the one in the book of Acts that gets Trinitarian so upset. When I asked him, uh, would you agree that um, when we're talking about the Godhead, I say, would you agree that we've been purchased with the blood? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. No matter what denomination are, they'll, they'll oh, yeah, purchase by, by the blood. Whose blood was it? That was Jesus. That was that was that was the second person of the God. No, 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 no. It was God's blood. Put Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-eight. Now he's talking for my profession here. He's talking. He's talking to the pastors and the elders. Or unto yourselves. Over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To feed the church of God. You see, that's, that's my responsibility. Feed the church of God. Now, who, who's the subject matter here? It's, whose church is it? God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. I thought God's blood. Only way, one way that you can, that you can straighten that out. Jesus had to be God. The way of getting around that, he was God. Woo! Oh, talk about something make the Muslims upset. Huh. Talk about something make other church people upset. Hallelujah! It was the blood of God that was spilt at Calvary. That's why. Let me leave you with this. That's why. It was necessary for Jesus to be because the blood type of a child is always determined by the father, not the mother. That's scientific fact. Hallelujah. Now the, now the virgin birth, and I say, well, what's it matter anyway? If if Mary was not a virgin, then what Jesus went to Calvary didn't, didn't know. 
good because you see, I can go back and we can do a thing through Scripture and prove the Bible passed on to us all through Adam. How is it passed on? It's passed on. Hallelujah. From generation to generation. Hallelujah. But now, if, if, if Mary was a virgin and she hadn't never known man, where did Jesus get his blood type from? <laughs> God. Sinless blood. Hallelujah. Sinless blood. There's a, there, there's a lot of beautiful gospel songs that's been penned, but just because they're pretty and they're beautiful don't mean that they're sound in doctrine. One of them, a witch... And it was Sister Dot Shelton that got me thinking about this years ago. First one I heard make this statement, and I had to really get to thinking about it. But there's a song that was written. It says, uh, I with nothing to say. They were coming to carry me away. And then, of course, it says, I should have been crude. So fine, I should have suffered and died. I should have hung on the cross. But Jesus, God's son, took my place. Yeah. That's, the song is pretty. But if I'd been the one hanging up there, it would have been hanging up there. It wouldn't have done no good. Because I've, I've got inbred sin, and so do you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus didn't have sin. The reason why he didn't have inbred sin is because veins. <laughs> Pure blood. Pure blood. My God. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a hand clap. Praise God. Anybody got any comments or questions about our lesson tonight? Thank you, Lord.